You've tuned into the Bellingham Podcast for the week of January 28, 2018, episode 66. LXVI. From the city by the Sailor Sea, I am AJ Barset. And weighing in at a svelte 255 pounds, I am Chris Powell. On this episode, we're taking a little bit of a lighter approach to the Bellingham Podcast. We're talking about some technology that caught our eye, some cool places around Bellingham. But most of all, we're not shouting which is such a breath of fresh air in this day and age. Well, if you ever plan to check out a podcast, Jack, listen to AJ and me, we're the best. Get your kicks on the Bellingham Podcast. I feel like there's a reference there and I don't know what it is. Dude, this is episode 66. Get your kicks. There you go. How you doing, Chris? I am uh, in much better health than you, but it seems like you're on the mend. How are you, AJ? Good, good. Uh, sorry to everyone who was looking for an episode last week. Uh, I came down with probably the worst uh, bug that I've had in all my life. Uh, several uh, trips to the ER and fluids later, I'm back to normal. Um, but uh, this is definitely going to be more the Chris Powell show because <laughs> I am over here nursing my tea going, the show must go on. Indeed. Well, glad you're upright and uh, on this side of the, the, the grass. But uh, yeah, you caught the plague that has hit uh, most of this county that in which we live in. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, let's let's uh, let's chat for a while. Yeah, um, I, I missed you, Chris. Yeah, <laughs> I miss you too, but not like the what you had. So anyway, <laughs> keep your distance. Uh, so I got a I got a, something that occurred uh, in the news that uh, in this two weeks or so since we've had our previous show, um, Apple reportedly is planning to discontinue their first gen iPhone X later this year. Hmm. Now, on the cu- on the on the surface, one would be thinking, "Oh, new shiny, ditched," but not quite. Uh, when you do a little bit of digging, this also happened with the five to the five S and five C. They didn't really, you know, they, they, it could be the iPhone XS. Yeah. Uh, XS. Hmm. You, heard it, you heard it here first. Uh, it could also be that they are going with a couple different uh, models to saturate the uh, iPhone market yet again. But <clears throat> for those of you that did throw down a thousand. Yeah, I think it was a G. On the on the iPhone, maybe the, the Roman numeral should be M for 1000. Um, don't take, don't lose heart because while it's still an amazingly uh, hardware packed device, it's not going to be obsolete. No, no, not by any stretch of the imagination. And it's just part of how Apple's got a plan and they're thinking two to three years ahead of where we're at right now or what we read in the news. Uh, don't lose heart. You, know, you still got a killer device. And this is also is reportedly. I mean, there is no, Apple does not make statements like this and, until they announce the new thing. But uh, I mean, if this does go forward, what this kind of says to me is what you and I kind of speculated. The iPhone X was really there. Remember when Google did Google Glass? Yeah. You know, the they think they had their that program was called the Adventurers or Explorers Project. Mm-hmm. Um, so that they you had people that would take it out. Basically, you were paying to be a beta tester, and that's kind of how the the iPhone X kind of really felt. It was this luxury. Uh, luxury taxed beta test to see, you know, the full display, the the bezel-less, or not bezel-less display, but, you know, the the more wide screen display of the iPhone and the, the wireless charging and all the other hoot nanny that they put into it. You know, if, they're, if they take a page out of Google's playbook, 
you know, I'm, I'm hoping that they're not just, just cacking it like Google did with the Google Glass project, but they are kind of stepping it up as, okay, well, that was Rev1. Let's do this annually, you know. And again, it, it is a luxury taxed beta test phone. Pretty so. much. And also, the Apple could be taking a page from Apple's playbook because way back when the iPhone first was debuted, it only was with AT&T, if I right. recall correctly. Right. And so you take your lumps, you do your market data, you do you uh, solicit the bug reports and everything like that, and then you hit every other place hard. Uh, this may be the iPhone XI. Uh, the X, I like the XS personally, but yeah. that's, just, that's just me. Um, they're probably just trying this one out and then here's where we really hit things hard for the next five years. Right, or if they do put, uh, pull a page out of Google's book and do cack it completely, I mean, bear in mind that, uh, and I've, I've been checked out of the news uh, in full disclosure for obvious reasons, but the one thing I did catch is that sales of the iPhone are down for the first time ever, but because the price of the iPhone is so much, they still make gobs of money. So sales are down, but revenue is up because of the cost. And some of the headlines now, you know, take it this for what it's worth. While iPhone sales are down, perhaps it's at a place where they're just working and people, it's not becoming obsolete as quickly and therefore people are hanging on to it. Totally. Case in point, I still got my 6S Plus. I'm going to hold on to it for another year until software is not being developed for it and I start getting some massive errors, then it'll be time to upgrade. Well, and also your phone, my phone, pretty much anything from the iPhone SE going forward is applicable to that, what, $30 free battery change yes. if, get, if, you, if your phone does look long in the tooth, that type of thing. I mean, it's just interesting. I mean, Apple is definitely uh, no stranger to doing things that are uncouth. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they cacked the X and this was just the anniversary. It was the anniversary phone for the year of the anniversary. That was it. Right. It's kind of like a, to take it out of the, uh, out of Watchville. It's a limited edition run. And once it's done, it's done. Move on. They could have easily done that too, you know? Um, or, and also again, using it as getting data, beta test, see what features work, didn't work, whatever. But I mean, Eh, for me, it's a non-headline. Cool, great. If it's discontinued, if it's not, okay, cool. What's next? AJ, if I might make a, a, a rather uh, calculated observation. Yeah. You seem rather subdued today. <laughs> I, I am very subdued. You're not. You're not as jocular as you normally are. <laughs> oh, well. After you... when you've been this short of uh, on your deathbed from the flu. Yes, when you've been contagious for five days, you would also feel this way as well. All right, fair <laughs> enough. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's talk about some happier things. Let's talk about life in Bellingham, shall we? Uh, I have noticed that there are a couple places around that maybe some folks in Bellingham are not quite aware of, and uh, we should talk about them because it's great to talk about things in Bellingham. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so there's a couple new joints coming online or have been online or something. At the time of this recording, they're on various uh, places and positions yes. of onlineage. So uh, coming soon to a. Bellingham dwell, near you. Bellingham dwelling <laughs> near you. Uh, for those of you that like cider, and I'm not talking about the treetop apple cider for kids, um, guess what? There's a Bellingham Cider Company coming on board, folks. Uh, 10 different ciders and 10 beers. Uh, so plenty to choose from. Uh, it's on Prospect Street across from the Walking Museum. Uh, it's yeah. new, uh, a new joint for the Waterfront District. Yeah, and my wife and I are actually looking forward to visiting this, actually. And while Bellingham just can't stop getting more, pla more places to uh, have a drink, uh, this one, it's got cider. And yeah. what, a, what an interesting concept. Let's roll with that. No, so. I, and, and I think, yeah, it, 
it's an interesting take. Like you and I say, say like there's a lot of places to have brew fests. It's nice to have something a little bit different on tap that is no local. pun intended. Yeah. So we got a link to their uh, site, which is currently in progress, uh, in addition to their dwelling uh, in, in progress. And so check that out. But uh, probably when the weather gets nice and sunny, uh, you head down to the Walking Museum downtown and you might see a new joint uh, with the open sign on it. Uh, next is another uh, place to imbibe if you are uh, uh, able to do so. Uh, over in the Barkley District, uh, there's a, across the street from Overflow Taps, yet another place to imbibe in. Right. Uh, there's a place called the Blue Abode Bar. Now, we th- I, I had to make sure I had the spelling on this correctly. Because yeah. as a technologist, I'm so used to Adobe. According to their website, it's like, welcome to our humble abode. Yeah. The Blue Abode Bar uh, has unique liquor cocktails. This is taken from their website, by the way, I'm quoting, uh, that features local and international distilleries and house-made ingredients. Mocktails, for those of you who are heroes among us that are uh, going through uh, recovery, you can still hang out with those that uh, choose to have a drink. Uh, local beer, cider, wine, coffee, tea, light food menu, and desserts. They do have TVs, which is Awesome. Uh, and local artwork games, group runs, and hmm. more. Because when I'm thinking of a bar, I'm thinking about running to a bar. <laughs> but anyway, no, no I, I, I kid. Uh, in Barkley Village, next to Mod Pizza. That's coming, cool. Coming online soon. Uh, looks like a really friendly neighborhood kind of joint for those of y'all that are in the Barkley neighborhood. Got the blue abode bar. Give them a try sometime. Uh, we think it'll be fun. Yeah, that's a cool take. But uh, for the lunch uh, bunch... Uh, got one for you. Not sure if you're aware of this one or not. I've been enjoying uh, this place for a little while now. Full disclosure, I have been there three times this week alone. So they're the goods. They're the, I'm going to be exuberant. You're saying I wasn't energetic. They're the goods. So we're talking about a place on State Street called the Rickshaw. They have a joint up in Alaska. And now in Bellingham. And so, you know, this has been going on for a, a while now. They've been open for a while. They're not new. But, uh, boy, I dig their place. I dig the staff. They are friendly. And they've got healthy Thai-slash-Asian-slash-Fusion uh, cuisine. Uh, but but their claim to fame, at least from my standpoint, and the Views Express are not necessarily those of anyone else but me, uh, they've got the biggest bowl of pad thai in Bellingham. Yeah, I would say so. I've had my share of pad thai around this uh, fine city, and I have yet to still be hungry after consuming a bowl of their chicken pad thai uh, at the rickshaw. It's on State Street, uh, kind of like by the Rogue yeah, uh, no, but up from the, what is that? It used to be the old Beavers, the State Beaver. Bar State Bar and Grill. Right, just drive up State Street past uh, the, the rival uh, yeah, climbing. Vital. Uh, Vital climbing Vital. gym, yes. Yeah. It's a five-letter word for the climbing gym. Yeah, yeah, PSC on the corner, and you've got uh, Deanna's Italian. It's that area. Or punch in 131 State Street on your, app, uh, on your map app on your phone. <laughs> well, you could do that too, Chris. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, uh, three new... Neighbors to say hello to uh, for a place for you to dine and uh, drink and uh, hang out on a, on an evening or lunchtime. So while we are enjoying uh, the Chris Powell version of, of episode 66, you are listening to KMRE 102.3 FM. Low power. Community radio right here for those that do not have a cold and those that do have a cold in Bellingham, Washington. Your voice, your cough, your radio station. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's more accurate. Yeah. Anyway. Um, our, uh, how f- About a percentage, like up from zero to 100%, where you were at like 4% critical uh, energy level 
level. How are you right now, AJ? Uh, about 60, 65%. 60, 65. Yeah. All right. You're after, right. after a week of being in bed watching a YouTube channel that I'll talk about in a second. Yeah, it's it's just a, it's gnar- it's gnarly. I mean, my, my little public service announcement for everybody is, one, um, wash your hands. No, I mean, I know it sounds funny, but as as a as a dad who goes to play dates and, ha- and around other kids and stuff, like if you've got Purell or anything else, use that. Just just stay stay. There's a there's a lot of bugs in our county going around, and and you can stay up on vitamin C and all that other jazz. But if a bug gets on you and in you, game over. So. Um, I chuckle just because, you know, the whole public service announcement thing, it's kind of common sense. Yeah. But, you know, it is. It's, it, you know, helpful hints from uh, my <laughs> man, AJ Barset. <laughs> yeah. From the corner office of common sense, we bring you wash your hands. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very All much. All right. So it is once again, after a while, it is time for da 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 Tuck that caught our eye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay all right so uh in the coming from the enthusiasm department i found a couple apps yeah. that might be interesting uh to check out the first one is called movie pass yeah. <clears throat> now movie pass is fairly new read about it uh, i decided to give it a try it's it's 10 bucks a month for the subscription you get an app on your phone android or uh, ios your choice but you are issued a uh a card a plastic card I'm not sure if it's debit or credit. I'm thinking it's a, like a credit card. But what this what this does is it uh, gives you this card allows you to get one ticket to see a movie at most movie theaters. Your mileage may vary. Uh, in Bellingham, this works for the Be- the Barkley Monstrosity. This works for the Pickford Cinema and for the Pickford Limelight. Oh, All really? of them are showing up uh, with Movie Pass. Here's a quote from the website: There are no blackout dates. This is for you uh, who have to be there on the first day uh, in which you will not see me. Uh, but for those of you that got to be there first, you got you covered. You could see a new 2D movie every day. Listen to me, folks. You could see a new 2D movie every day. So that doesn't involve IMAX or 3D or you know, some yeah, of the yeah. other ones. But um, even on opening night. So uh, with your account, which is you know, $10 a month, you get your, you get your credit card. Um, how about a free ticket that would normally cost how much? Oh, I in don't know. Movie theaters? You've probably been to the theater more recently than me. It's worth a look. Uh, MoviePass.com. Check it out. You got a free app to download, however, with your monthly subscription. If you're into watching a good amount of movies, and hey, I think we've kind of been in a lull post holiday season blockbusters, and this may be ramping up, especially as we approach the Oscar time. So, something to think about. Um, AJ, what did you notice on YouTube? So I've been, so seeing that I've been, you know, in bed and on the couch for a week, uh, there's only so much that you can, you can watch, uh, online. So I like surfing the YouTube and finding, uh, independent artists on YouTube using the platform in innovative ways. And of course, in the vein of photography, I stumbled across one that, uh, kind of speaks to our analog exploring this. And it's called Analog Insights. It's ran by a guy, he's a photographer by the name of, uh, and I'm going to apologize in advance, Max, if I slaughter your name, Maximilian Heinrich. Uh, And what he does on his channel is he speaks to photography in the vein of the analog, that being of film. 
so he talks about his uh his photo shoots and he t uh, he his vlog basically shows him and his colleagues uh using various different old school uh mechanical 35 millimeter 120 four by three uh cameras and using them in today's uh, day and age so for instance there was uh one that i watched where he was uh working an old Hasselblad four by six, like Hasselblad, you've, you've probably heard that name as one, as an expensive camera, but two, I believe Hasselblad was like one of the first cameras that was on one of the, the moon landers. That's kind of how Hasse got, got really known, but uh, taking it out and doing night photography with it on, you know, this old piece of equipment that makes some stunning photographs and what, what equipment he uses to, you know, get there. So anyway, if you're into the, if you're feeling nostalgic, or if you uh, long for the analog days of uh, film and photography, take a look at uh, Analog Insights. It, it's a really cool channel, and you can even search on the channel for certain bodies of cameras. So for instance, um, I recently acquired an OM-1. Thank you, Kevin. Uh, and I've been, I've been getting used to it and, and getting back into film myself. Um, you can kind of search and see like if that camera shows up in his vlog. Um, I also have a link to his website and slash portfolio in the show notes. Seems like a really cool guy. Absolutely. So I, I got one more uh, tech that caught my eye. Uh, so there's a, everyone knows about Google. It's a verb. It's also a search engine. Uh, it's, it's not just a big company, but there's another search browser out there. There are many. Uh, there's another search browser out there called DuckDuckGo.com. And what DuckDuckGo is, it's a privacy uh, uh, search engine that uh, doesn't track or store your uh, search history, unlike Google, if you're signed in or uh, whatever. Uh, it, it gives you uh, perhaps different, differently ranked results than uh, how some people in this technological world are able to game the system to try to get their website a little bit higher in the rankings. While you may have 18 million uh, search results for Russell Wilson, uh, perhaps with DuckDuckGo, you might get a different uh, top two-ish results. So I've been, I've been uh, enjoying this browser just when I don't feel like giving Google my uh, search browsing history in a number of ways. But DuckDuckGo has a privacy browser app available for iOS and Android. Uh, what I like about this is it's a free install. But it runs just like Safari, just like Chrome, just like Firefox on your uh, mobile phone, if you wish. And you know, some of the uh, you, you would find some buttons in different locations, and you would your typical browsing experience. But what I really like is there's a little button in the bottom center, and it's an icon of a little fire flame. Burn, baby, burn. That's right, and it's a one button clear history feature. And I just love the animation graphic. It just, the, the flame goes straight up through uh, your, your screen and it just eliminates all that you've searched for, all of your web history, all of the cookies, all the trackers that have been involved with your mobile browsing history. Uh, plus it's free. So give it a try. It should be in your app store in the Google Play Store for DuckDuckGo privacy browser. And it's a DuckDuckGo is all one word. And I thought that was a really nice uh, a way to try out a different browser and see what your experience is like. I like it. I've been using it too as well. Yeah. Um, and while it's, it's, I'm really waiting for the time when they, you can get an account to be able to synchronize with your desktop, uh, DuckDuckGo, if they came out with a desktop app uh, browser, that would be even better because I like being able to have some 
uh, bookmarks or save a site or have a site open on my desktop. Then when I'm headed home, I could have that on my mobile phone as well for that synchronization capabilities like Chrome and Safari may allow as well. So anyway, three items of tech that caught our eye. So while we are kind of in catch-up mode in this reunion episode from AJ, welcoming AJ back from the dead, we have another uh, uh, segment of, that's right, dun, 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 unscripted insights. <laughs> All right, AJ Barce, you, uh, I'm going first. AJ Barce, <laughs> world-renowned photographer, uh, raconteur extraordinaire, technologist geek at large here in Bellingham, Washington. Back in your early days of getting uh, your your studies and finding your major uh, for your education, uh, let's just go back in time where you have the DeLorean and you're going back and you get you receive a visit from older AJ Barce. Doesn't hand you the Inside Sports Almanac like in Back to the Future, but he says, this is not the career you want to go into as a technologist and, and as an educator and it gives you this alternative career path, says you want to do this. AJ, what career path when you were in your graduating high school, what career path would older AJ be uh, having you go into? Basically, what other career would you want to go into if you weren't going to be a technologist? His eyebrows are raised, folks. I'm doing the NPR description of the scene as he's thinking about uh, what other career path would he want to take if he wasn't going to be a technologist? I would have looked at myself because I just popped out of a DeLorean. Yes. And say, self, I'm still going to take the path that I, I'm taking. I mean, I, I wouldn't derail just because my, my future self flies back and says, great Scott, AJ, don't do education and technology and photography. The world will come to an end. No, I'd, I'd just be like, okay, well, obviously I would, I already took that path. And it, for some reason I had to fly back and tell myself, you know, maybe I shouldn't do it. Uh, I don't know. I'm not one that, that sees it as a, I don't know. Our, our paths are not like destined, you know, perhaps even if I, I, I would have in listening to my, myself that just came back and said, you know, I'm doing it all wrong. Well now by me knowing that it's wrong, what's not to say that I would make the same choices that led me to come back to talk to myself. I'm totally very, not following this. Very wibbly wobbly and very yes. timey wimey, but uh, I don't know. I just, I'm, I don't know, I'm happy where I'm at. Okay. And so I, you wouldn't want to go anywhere else in a career path other than technology? Yeah, well, technology and education. I mean, that's yes. that's my it's not just technology that we do. Like the 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 instructional part and the education part and the uh being able to experiment and tinker. That's basically we are in essence kind of uh paid renaissance men. You know, we, we, we do a lot more than just uh, fix your email and, mm. uh, you know, notice if your 56K bowed modem is uh, connecting. That's not what we do. I mean, uh, we actually help people get over their, their trepidations of, hey, I want to go into film and photography. Great. Let me show you how you might be able to do it. You know, the, the, the technology side of things, I mean, look at our show. I mean, we get kind of burnt out on certain tech topics and that's why we drift off le uh, to the left and to the right of, of our topics and with education being educators first and foremost that allows us to, to to explore and if you ask me i think more people need to explore uh and so i, I wouldn't change my 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 career path or i would have been cool now that you've told me that that's great aj you're looking good like the salt and pepper awesome <laughs> 
Now, give me something that I can really work with. What's the lottery numbers? Give me the Mega Millions. Yeah, exactly. Come on. Yeah, what's that $500 million Mega Millions number that was? Right. Uh, that, okay, well, very good. Thank you for your uh, off-the-cuff, raw, uh, genuine insight. Okay, Chris. So to, to kind of flip it on its head, mine doesn't have anything to do with career paths or... Is this about morbidity like the previous no, inscripted no, insights you've given no, me? No, I have, uh, I have, I've gotten past the morbid part. I, I am the morbid part Since at this you point. saw death in his <laughs> face <laughs> from your flu. I kicked death in the teeth there right you go. now. Anyway, no, no, no. So, no, funny thing. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know a little thing about uh, Mr. Chris Powell, he is the biggest introvert you've ever probably met. I am 6'3". And although on the podcast, we are gregarious idiots on a mic sometimes, Chris likes the more subdued, quiet, and ambient side to life. So with that said, Chris, let's say uh, an opportunity came up where you had to take it and you had to live in the public eye. And I mean live in the public eye literally because by doing this thing that just fell onto your plate, you basically would be set. You would have gobs of money and all this other jazz that would come from rich and fame and the fame would be you would have to live on camera in a t reality tv show for say six months what tv show reality t style tv show do you think you would be able to survive for said six months funny thing you should ask me that back in 1992 i think it was 1992 uh the second season of The Real World, back when MTV uh, first debuted The Real World, uh, it, it debuted in 91. But anyway, in 1992, I was sitting at home on a Saturday watching uh, MTV when they played videos. And there's this little quick blip. If you'd like to be part of the yeah, cast yeah, yeah. of Real World Los Angeles, uh, send us a, a little bio or something like that. And uh, I went for it and I sent away and so I went to, uh, I was a freshman in college at the time and I was living at home uh, and I came back home and my parents, you know, when I came back, my parents said, uh, hey, Chris, Mike from MTV in Los Angeles called. He wanted to talk with you. And I went berserk. <laughs> and I was, I, I've never, I've never lost my noodle like in glee, uh, not the show, but in like the emotion because uh, I thought I was going to be going down to- oh my yeah, exactly. MTV in Los Angeles. And so I had to do uh, a video, a videotape of myself being on camera, yeah. you know, answering some questions and uh, fill out this really in-depth form. Had a lot to do with relationships, of which I had none at the age of 19. Thank you very much. Uh, but uh, to and, and no, I didn't get uh, chosen for uh, season two in MTV Los Angeles. John, that country singer from Owensboro, Kentucky, he got my slot as the kind of the... Uh, uh, nice guy in the whole thing, but yeah, if I had to be on a, a reality show, it'd probably be the Real World because I have my heart goes out to the original cast of the MTV Real World from New York City. Here's the story of seven strangers picked to live in a loft and have their lives taped, and find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. The Real World. That was the show that I wanted to be on. Wow. So was wrapping up the show. Uh, AJ, what do you have going on in your enterprise empire that you're doing both on Patreon and uh, as a content creator? Uh, well, I am going to stay healthy. That's the first and foremost one. Second, uh, I'm starting a different photo project on my Patreon. And I'm, uh, to tease it out a little bit, 
basically I've been waxing nostalgic of, of analog times. Maybe it was the last episode that we did. And so uh, I've been experimenting with different 35 millimeter camera bodies and getting different kinds of film. And I'm investigating how to integrate that old technology that maybe some people have and they they too also feel a little bit nostalgic. Maybe they forgot about it. Maybe it's up collecting dust in the shelf. You know, instead of just letting it sit there and rot, it's a, it's a tool. It's a it's a piece of equipment that you still can make images with, but getting them digitized and the the costs of that. So I'm investigating all of that ecosystem and trying to figure out a easy way for if one asks themselves, "Self, I want to take old film. How do I use it in today's digital age?" And so that's kind of the the prompt that I've got that I'm working on on Patreon. Sounds great. It's it's great to. Uh balance that analog and digital life on that seesaw that we're currently on. Yeah. How about you, Chris? I, I read your recent uh, quiet conversation and how you <laughs> burn, baby, burn. Oh, I don't know about that. But uh, yeah, I, I so uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I have an addiction to information and to digital clutter. I acquire things. I acquire important articles that I want to read later or somehow reference to make myself appear smart because as technologists, we are expected to have answers to be able to fire back within a moment's notice without even thinking about it. And that puts a lot of pressure uh, on me. I don't know about other technologists, but that's a whole lot of work that has to be done to try to be ready for those questions, usually about what people might read in headlines. And so I made a decision that after taking a look at my Instapaper uh, to read later list uh, and seeing over 500 articles that I had to wade through and not knowing where anything was, if I had, you know, the search function notwithstanding, it, I just got to a state of overwhelm and I think I regurgitated uh, some in my mouth and I pretty much deleted all those 500 articles because one, the internet will not die. Uh, if I needed to research a particular topic, I know how to, I, my, my Google foo is good. And so uh, I'm working on um, trying to not bombard myself with technical information. And uh, I want to spend the month of February one composing a genuine, transparent uh, conversations in my newsletter, uh, bit.ly forward slash quiet Chris, if you are interested uh, in checking it out. But also I just, I, I don't want to be in the know right now. I, there's so much flying around and there's so much speculation and news reports get blown out of proportion in the echo chamber. I just don't want to have to uh, concern myself with having to be that go-to resource and saying, I don't know. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, I don't know when you're a technologist. Um, there is something wrong with saying, I don't know, go Google it. That's kind of mean. Yeah. And if it's a client, it's like, I don't know, let me research that for you. So I'm not trying to uh, proactively learn all this information. Yeah, I can react in this case and allow myself permission to do that. Wow, that was a little, uh, I didn't think I, was, <laughs> I don't think I was ready to uh, share that one in this. That's not in the show notes, folks. But uh, anyway, I, that's what I got going on in February, taking a break. That wraps it up for this very subdued edition of the Bellingham Podcast. Thank you again so much for listening to us, rating us, reviewing us on iTunes, Google Play, and Chris's favorite. Tune in radio. Tune in radio. My if, favorite app. If you're in the Bellingham area, you might be listening to us terrestrially on KMRE 102.3 FM. Low stinking power. Low, please keep healthy power. On that note, I will try to get my pet back. I'm AJ Barsay. And I'm Chris Powell. Thank you again for joining us on the Bellingham Podcast.
Wow, and that was a show with me actually being caffeinated. I know. Imagine what happens when you get back up to full strength. I need to get back up to full strength. Yes, you do.